Okay, welcome back. Me and Matt just did the the NFC side of the of the se- of the league of the sixteen teams and what they and what we think they'll do and how they are and how they're constructed and what will happen. Now it's the AFC side, and obviously it should be very interesting to see how this will go. Like I said, a lot of intri- intriguing stories. Like I said, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Like I said, a lot of interesting stories, teams, and excitement. So, like I said, for, without further ado, we'll go back into the divisions, and we'll start with the AFC East. Why not? We, we, do, we do it the same way. We're going to do the same way here. So, <laughs> so the AFC East, is a, it's, it's a turn of the page. It's a new chapter. Tom Brady is no longer a part of them. For for New England, it's been a it's been a it's been in, and it's interesting, you know. You know, for New, I think we're all right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I don't think they care about that, but yeah. For New England, it's a it's a new it's a it's a new beginning. No, no Tom Brady anymore, but. It's not like they didn't make a splash. Cam Newton is now a part of the AFs of the Patriots. But what are their expectations? How can they will they contend? Will they be the same old same old? They've won the division each of the last 11 seasons. Will it continue? Or is it time for a change and rebuilding? We'll see. Buffalo won their division last year. Or they didn't win their division. What the hell am I talking about? They it seemed like they won their division, but they didn't. They came close. They came close. They couldn't beat Belichick, but they could beat anybody else. And they won. They made the wild card. They were a contending team. Obviously, they didn't have any luck in the postseason. But this is a team that's ready to make that next step, and most likely are the favorites in this division. So we'll see what happens there. For the Jets, last year was a was a tale of two seasons. The first half was a joke. The second half was productive. Sam Darnold is a quarterback that's coming into his own. He had he had a strong second half. Adam Gase is a head coach that you know your favorite, but to me, but to me, like I said, we'll see what happens there. A defense that's respected, but are they are they good enough? Like I said, we'll see what happens there. And Miami, a team that last year was in was in rebuild. They obviously had they overachieved at times last year. They won some big games that they shouldn't have at all. This year they have the most intriguing quarterback in this draft in Tua Tagovailoa, but obviously he's not going to be ready to start this season at least on the surface. They did make a lot of improvements on 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 several sides of the ball on both sides of the ball, and they're expecting to obviously contend potentially for they think they're, they're ready to take an, a, a step further than what they were a year ago. So what's your thoughts on the AFC East? Well, you start with the Jets. They're a joke, let's be honest. Adam Gase has proven to be a fraud. You know, he, when, when, when the Eagles were looking for a head coach, for when they hired Doug Peterson, Adam Gase was the hot name. Um, he failed in Miami. He's now a major failure so far in New York. He looks like an absolute joke. Um, the way he's handled Le'Veon Bell, let's face it, Le'Veon Bell was, the, he wasn't worth the money they gave him anyway, but um, that whole situation is an embarrassment, and that team's going nowhere. Um, the Dolphins, they're a team that's on the upswing. They, they, they spent some money this offseason. Um, obviously, they like you said, they did... So pretty much tank last year. They got a potential franchise quarterback. We'll see how that turns out. But they spent some money this off season, and they should at least be improved. They're not. They're not a playoff team by any means, stretch of the means of the imagination. But you know, they might. They might be able to pull off a couple wins here and there against some quality teams. Um, and then you get into the top two. Like you said, the Bills nearly pulled off the division last year. They got one of the, if not the best, defense in the NFL. Um, Josh Allen has shown 
um, some major progression over his first two years, and he's primed, if any time, to break out this year. Um, they finally added a legit number one type receiver in Stephon Diggs. They had they brought in John Brown last year, who was really good, especially as a deep threat. And obviously, Allen has that huge arm, so he targeted John Brown early and often. Brown had a big year. Um, and there's a number of other players on that offense. Devin Singletary, they drafted Zach Moss. Um, Dawson Knox showed a lot of potential at tight end. A couple other rookie receivers that they drafted are showing some potential in camp. Gabe Davis. So we'll see how those guys turn out. And they also have Cole Beasley out of the slot. So that offense is actually pretty sound, solid overall. There's no real holes. The offensive line isn't the best. It's not the worst. It's sort of middle of the pack. But um, overall, that, that they, they got a chance to not just win the division, but potentially make a run in the playoffs. And then the Patriots are the big question mark. How are they going to do without Tom Brady? Belichick's still there. Can he win without Brady? We've only seen one year where he had to, he had to do it without Brady, really, since, since, you know, since the Patriots came on the scene, we should say. Um, and that was the year that Brady got injured week one. They ended up winning 10 games but missed the playoffs. So can, can, uh, can, Bel can Belichick take this team to a playoffs or further? especially with a guy like Brian Hoyer or Jared Stidham or Cam Newton at quarterback. Obviously, Cam has been an MVP caliber player in the past, but he's been pretty awful the last couple of years, and it's a new system. It's a much different system than what he's used to, and I don't know that he's going to flourish in this, in this, on this team, especially when you look at the surrounding talent he has, which is fairly minimal. They do have a really good defense, which will keep them in games, but I don't see the, I, I personally don't see the Patriots making the playoffs. Well, this should be interesting because the AFC for the first time is an interest, it's a toss up. It's been Belichick and Brady and everybody else for, for the longest time. And now that doesn't exist no more. And for Belichick, this is going to be the toughest coaching job he's done in a very long time. I mean, he is an all-time great coach. He's going to the Hall of Fame. He's a top five all-time great. Though Dow and Bowden, he, he, he deserves the accolades he gets. But unfortunately, most of those accolades and success came with Brady as his signal caller. He has had seven seasons as a head coach without Brady. And the results are not as good. He's made the playoffs. He's had one other winning season. He's won a playoff game, and that's about it. No Super Bowl. There's no Super Bowl appearance, no ring, nothing like that. And obviously Cam Newton has a lot to prove. Last year he got hurt in preseason and kind of sabotaged Carolina a little bit. And basically they went in a different direction, and he had to go in a different direction. And it's not more. It's more than just his crazy-looking hairstyle. It's the fact that can he cut, get back? I mean, he was working on on arm strength and, and situation under North Turner in Carolina. He did. He was more accurate with his throws. And we're looking back at the 2018 season when he mostly played. He played two games last year and got hurt, but he was already injured. So we'll see what happens this year. And the defense, like I said, was great last year. When, it, when they play terrible opponents. When they play good opponents, not so much. Stephon Gilmore won Defensive Player of the Year. He led the league in interceptions. But, like I said, New England is a team that kind of lives and breathes off of Tom Brady's situation for the longest time. And now that doesn't exist no more. So, it will be very interesting to see what the Patriots are in the post-Brady era. For the Bills... They should. This should be their year. This should be th their chance to make a run. And like I said, Stephon Diggs is now a part of them. You mentioned John Brown. He's a he's an underrated receiver. You know, Singletary is a running back that they're very high on. That's why they let Frank Gore go. And I just think that when I look at this, when I look at the when I look at the Bills, they should be there should be expectations for Tampa. 
And Josh Allen is a quarterback that's still developing. This is his third season. He had moments where he was really good, but he still has to, to have this team on his back. We'll see what happens there. I think, obviously, there's a lot of expectations. So they so we'll see what happens with everything that goes on with with their production. Should be division favorites. I'll be surprised if they don't win it. For the Jets, like I said, there's a lot of question marks. Jamal Adams wanted out, got out, because he criticized the head coach. They weren't going to let him go, but he criticized the organization, so he hit, so he has sent, been sent packing. And like I said, Sam Darnold's a great court is a is a court is an MVP. I don't should say MVP Cowboy. He's a Pro Bowl quarterback in the rating. I think he can make the Pro Bowl this year. But like I said, they they overspent for Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell's not the same player he was in Pittsburgh. They draft they brought in Frank Gore, who's also an aging aging back. He can run a lot, but he's he's like he's like uh, Adrian Pearson at this stage of career. He's he, his best days are way behind him, so he can help with the running game defensively. Like I said, no more Jamal Adams, so it'll be interesting what Greg Williams' defense will do this year. <laughs> like I said, it's it. I, I do have them ranked as the lowest of this of this division, but we'll see what happens. I mean, they could surprise, but. There's not a lot of expectations for like Detroit. You don't, you, we don't expect anything from them. And Miami's an intriguing team. I mean, Brian Flores proved that he can beat. He's a good head coach in this league as a Belichick guy, and I really like what they did with. Um, I, I really like what they did with in their draft and in free agency. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of parts here. They won five games when they were supposed to only win two last year. This team can be a, a, a potential team that come December could still be in the wild card chase, if not better. Who knows? Like I said, they still have Ryan Fitzpatrick, and our condolences to his to him. His mother passed away recently, and you know, but is he capable? Is is he capable of taking a team to the playoffs? He has never taken a team to the postseason. That's going to be something that he have to think about. Plus, Tua Tagovailoa is. Is the intriguing guy. He is their franchise guy for the future. I mean, he's not Dan Marino, but we'll we'll see what happens if he even plays this year or not. So, a lot of expectations for Miami, but who knows? All right, we'll go to the AFC South, another intriguing division that we we're not so sure who's going to come out of it. Like I said, last year Houston won the division once again. But there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of trouble there. They lost DeAndre Hopkins. Bill O'Brien is getting the Chip Kelly treatment, where he's getting control of the of the front office as much as he's doing head coach. That's not a recipe for disaster. And like I said, we'll see what happens. You know, health is a big issue. This team wasn't healthy at the end of the year, but they did get to the. They did get to the to the second round, the divisional round, and then they made a, a, a fool of themselves, blowing up the Super Bowl champs and then getting blown out by the Super Bowl, the eventual Super Bowl champs. Tennessee was a team I talked about a lot in the second half. I like Mike Vrabel as a head coach. He's he, he gets it. He's very smart. And this team with, with an underrated quarterback in Ryan Tannehill, the best rusher in the league last year in Derrick Henry, Got all the way to the AFC Championship game. And like I said, they struggled midway through with Marcus Mariota. They had to make that quarterback change. It worked out. Like I said, this team is con- is consistently in the mix for the postseason. They finished 9-7 and seven the last four seasons. So they are consistent. But 9-7 in this league could get you in or not get you in to the postseason. So they got to win this division. To, to send to send a message, and even though they were on the on the cusp of the Super Bowl last year, they're still not even the favorites to win their own division. Which I don't understand that at all, but we'll see. Indianapolis is another team a lot of people are sleeping on. They're they're not they're they they think they're a sleeper team. Philip Rivers is now the is now the starting quarterback there. He had a great career in in 
with the Chargers. He holds all the records for the for the quarterback. But like I said, unlike Tom Brady, nobody even really remembers that he that he left. So he's he's been very underrated and under and under the radar this offseason. Frank Wright is a lot of people's eyes on for coach of the year. He had a great first year with Andrew Luck, but last year Luck retired two weeks before the start of the season and Jacoby Brissett was the starter and he had his moments, but unfortunately he wasn't good enough to get, to take this team to the postseason. So now they bring in the future Hall of Famer, you know, longtime veteran. We'll see what happens there. Decent roster, we'll see. And then Jacksonville, they might be the worst team in football. They're a disaster. They just let Leonard Fournette go. They traded away their best defensive player as well yesterday. You know, Gardner Minshew had a was very was he 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 was unique and talent and good enough to win all six of their games last year. But I don't think there's there there's a good ceiling on him. And this is a team that unfortunately doesn't have anywhere close to a, a roster capable of doing anything in this this year. So, go ahead with your thoughts on this AFC South. Yeah, so, um, let's start with the Jaguars. Let's get the garbage out of the way first. Um, you came, we came into this training camp, we already knew that their defense was awful. We already knew that their offensive line was awful. They had a guy in Leonard Fournette who... While he's not great, he hasn't been great over the course of his career. He's been injured. He's a guy that at least you can get the ball to and he can do something, you know. Gardner Minshew's a joke, let's be honest. Yeah, he didn't play bad, but he's a joke. Um, but, yeah, they, they, they got rid of um, Fournette. They traded their, really their only real good defensive player in Ngakwe, or their best defensive player, I should say. And, um, and yeah, this team's just clearly, they, they have no interest in even attempting to win this year. They're going for that number one pick. They're going for Trevor Lawrence. They know Minshew's a fraud. They're not, they're, it's just throw the guy out to the wolves and let him fail and go 1-15 maybe. So, team's a joke. They're going nowhere. And then, um, so the next three, it's going to be a tight race with the next three, though. Um... You could look at it any way. I, I look at the Titans. Let's start with them. They made the playoffs last year. Like you said, they, they made the AFC Championship game. This is a team that um, once Ryan Tannehill came in and broke onto the scene, they really, uh, they really took their, their game to the next level. Um, I'm not, I, I don't think Tannehill is going to be able to sustain that for another season. I think he's going to come back down to earth. Derrick Henry is a guy that is an elite talent. He's a freakish talent. He's the type of guy, though, that he does start off slow, and then once December comes around, he goes on a mad tear. So if the team can hold it together till December, like usual, like you said, they go nine and seven every year for the last four years. If they if they can hold it together till December and they and sneak into that wild card spot. They still have Derrick Henry. He could make a major. Uh, he could help that team make a major run. And then you look at the next two. Um, let's go with the Colts. Frank Reich, I think, is a really good coach. We've seen it in Philly. We've seen what happened since he left this offense. It's nowhere near what it was. Um, the guy. It, the guy has proven to be a good head coach in the NFL and a good offensive mind in general. Um, this year, or actually I should say last year, they caught a tough break with Luck retiring right before the season started. Jacoby Brissett, everybody already knew that he wasn't a franchise quarterback, but they had a role with what they had. And, um, you know, early in the year they looked pretty good, but once Brissett came back down to earth, it was game over for them. So they went out got Phillip Rivers. Duke, this guy can still play. He's going to take this team to another level. They got a very underrated defense, the best offensive line in the NFL, some quality receivers. Um, look at their running backs. Jonathan Taylor was an early draft pick. This guy is—he's the type of guy that you could 
turn into a three-down bell cow running back. So, um, yeah, they got a lot of talent on this team, and they, I expect them to make a run. And then the big question, the biggest question, I should say, is Houston. Bill O'Brien is a guy that, um, let's just say, like you said, he, he went, he's, he's going Chip Kelly on us, on us here. He's taking full control of this team. Um, he's making a lot of crazy trades, a lot of crazy moves, and I don't think it's really going to work out very well for him, but we'll see. Um, they, they traded DeAndre Hopkins for, what, a second-round pick, and then they basically traded what, – what, what would they trade for Brandon Cooks? A second-rounder as well? Just a, a later second-rounder? I mean, basically they traded um, DeAndre Hopkins and a second-rounder for Brandon Cooks and – a later second rounder. I mean, it's pretty awful trade when you look at it. But okay, Brandon Cooks, the guy's got talent, got a lot of concussion issues. One more concussion, and he might be done. Um, Will Fuller's a guy with great talent, but again, another guy that's constantly injured. So this is a team that has a lot of players that are very questionable on offense. And David Johnson's another guy that's just he's he's shot. He's done. So. Um, Sean Watson has, a work, has his work cut out for him on offense. Um, their defense isn't bad. It's, it's solid. But, um, yeah, I think that team's going to take a step back this year. I think this division's going to be owned by the Colts. Yeah, yeah, this is a toss-up division. I mean, really, between the three of these teams, it's it, it can go any way. I mean, like I said, Tennessee went to the AFC Championship game. They had a great, you know, Derrick Henry led the league in rushing. He had a hell of a, a run in the postseason. Ryan Tannehill had a great, had a strong stretch, probably the best stretch of his entire career, and and played probably his best football of his career. But he's not a top ten quarterback on in theory, and you know it's going to be interesting to see if they can make that run late in the year. I think this division is going to be a little tougher this time than last year. So Tennessee's going to have to win their, their, these division games. They're going to have to win their, this division, to me. I don't think they can just sneak in like they did last year and go on a tear. Not with Indianapolis being better and with Houston still being there. And like I said, with Houston, I don't know what to expect. I mean, Bill O'Brien is on the hot seat. He knows it. Everybody knows it. Deshaun Watson knows it. Like I said, they have, they have an, an offense that's, capable of doing things, but like I said, Brandon Cooks has, there's a reason why he's been on many teams over the last several years. He's This is his, what, fourth or fifth team in the last six years? <laughs> in, in, yeah, concussions. Concussions will will damn you. Look at Brian Westbrook. His his career was destroyed by cut concussions. You know, you, you concussions will, will ruin your career. And, you know, he's a great receiver, but like I said, he gets his head ring again, and that's it. And Will Fuller has had years where he hasn't finished the season, like you said, with 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 leg injuries and other injuries. Like I said, Darren Phillips is a good is a good tight end, but he's not a he, he's capable of being a top ten tight end. But who knows? <laughs> and the defense, like I said, JJ Watt's another guy. I mean, he's going to go to the Hall of Fame, but. Once again, he missed half the year with a patrol muscle injury. He's been hurt a lot of times over the last few years, and it's stunning his growth here. And like I said, to me, you know, there's not a lot, a lot. Of, you know, Whitney Merciless is a is a guy that could take over, and he's got the talent to take over. But is he capable of leading the skill level for the rest of the for the rest of the defense to 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 ride around when JJ gets hurt again? And you probably believe that they have to have a game plan if he does get hurt again this year, which is all possible. So we'll see what happens there. And with Indianapolis, like I said, they're a sleeper team. Phillip Rivers, you, I'm surprised you didn't mention his name, is now the quarterback. And obviously, you know, a lot of people believe he still has what it takes. It's going to be interesting to see what he can do with an O-line. Indianapolis has a great O-line, what the Chargers didn't have for many years. But like I said, Phil Rivers has struggled to win big games in his career. He's never made the Super Bowl. He's only been in one conference championship game. Like I said, compared to Tom Brady, nobody really knows that, that Phil Rivers has left. You know, nobody's even said anything about him. So that might be a help 
but it could also be a hurt for him, for his, for him, you know, for Sana. But we'll see what happens. Like I said, they have a great running back in Jonathan Taylor, my favorite back out of Wisconsin into this draft, and he's on this team. He's a guy that could obviously he has the potential to lead all running backs in rushing yards. He's that kind of back, so I know that he's capable of getting things done. So we'll see what happens there. And like I said, when it comes to um to Jacksonville, they're they're like Carolina. It's it's all about getting that number one pick most likely. They they'll win a game, they'll win two games because they don't want to be 0 16. Nobody wants to go 0 16. <laughs> and you know they got rid of Leonard Fournette today. They got rid of their best defensive player. Calais Campbell is gone. Like I said, this defense. Ramsey was traded last year. There's nothing from from this 2017 team left. This team is a whole different team, and the head coach is going to be gone. Mark, like I said, Doug Marone is going to be gone after this season. I don't even know why the hell they even kept him. That made no sense. You know, they're going to realize that probably about four or five weeks into the season. So that's what we think of that. Okay, we're going to go to the AFC North. Another intriguing division. What can I say about the Baltimore Ravens? They had a great regular season. 14-2. and Best rushing quarterback of all time. Great D-line. Great secondary. Everything. Speed. Best rushing attack ever. What the hell happened in the playoffs? <laughs> yeah. What the hell happened? I mean, they had no business losing to Tennessee. None. None at all. But they have a chance to redeem themselves. A lot of people think that they're going to be a team that's going to contend, and they should be a team that's going to contend once again for a, for another shot at the Lombardi Trophy. But, number one, Lamar Jackson needs to know how to win a playoff game. He's 0 for 2. So, unfortunately, it, the regular season may go easily, but January is going to matter for this team. For Pittsburgh, they bring back Ben Roethlisberger. He was he he hurt his elbow week two last year and missed the whole season. He's back. Pittsburgh has strong defense, and they're expecting to be once again a contender. And like I said, you know Mike Tomlin's an underrated coach in this league. He's had a lot of success. You know, he obviously. It did a great job coaching last year. This team still finished with a 500 record. They started one and four, but they finished eight and eight. They just missed the postseason, but quarterback play was terrible without Big Ben. Now he's back. You know, most of the team is back. They should be healthy, ready to go. Should be interesting. We'll we'll see him here. The Eagles here in the NFC East. So we'll see what happens there. Cleveland, your other favorite team. Ugh. Like I said, you were absolutely right. They're low character. They're obviously they they like I said, Baker Mayfield, Colin Cowherd obviously agrees with you about that. They were they were they were they were a clown show last year, and not for the good reasons. You know, Miles Garrett had had the suspension for the helmet hit and everything else. Odell Beckham is a diva receiver. He thinks he's Randy Moss, but he doesn't elevate his team. He just makes his team worse when he when he has t- tantrums and stuff. He's like my niece, but I shouldn't say that on on the air. Uh, like I said, the talent is there. They change head coaches again. They change the general manager, but I like both of those guys. Both of these guys are smart guys, and like I said, that should help them. This year, and with the extra wild card, Cleveland Brown, all they have to do is win eight or nine games, and they'll be playing in January. That's all they have to do, and they're capable of doing it. So, as much as you may not like the Browns, I think they're a team that, you know, if everybody plays their role right, they'll be they'll be playing. They'll be playing in January. <laughs> For the Bengals, they're a team like a lot of teams going to be bad this year. They drafted Joe Burrow. The future is is now. He had a he obviously had a, a hell of a college career last year. He had the best year for a college quarterback ever. He was the number one overall pick in this draft. He's looked very very well in 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 practice. There's been no preseason game, so we don't have a, a a read on him. But 
the expectations are it should be it should be some learning learning curves and everything else. He will have AJ Green, who was not who didn't play one down a year ago. So, like I said, the Bengals are a team that aren't going anywhere, but shouldn't be the worst team in football. Let's go ahead. Yeah. So, um, let's start with the your your Browns. Um, like you said, it's a low character team. This is a team that everybody was really high on last year, and they were a major disappointment. Um, on paper, if you were playing Madden football, they'd be a very good team. But, you know, when you look at over the years, just going to Philly, um, since, Lurie got, since Lurie bought this team, one thing that we've stressed in, in Philadelphia has been character. Ray Rhodes, Andy Reid... Even Chip Kelly um, and Peterson, obviously. These guys have looked to bring in high-character players. And, you know, certain times over the years, especially when the Eagles have um, come up short of the Super Bowl, people are people tried to rip them for not having, quote, choir bo- or for having, quote, choir boys on the team and this and that. But, you know, one thing is when things get tough, and every NFL team has a tough stretch in their season where something goes wrong and they have to band together and come and and fight through it. And that's where that's where that high character comes into play. And that's where the Browns fail and they're going to fail again this year. Um, you look at my uh, my bus and my my booms and busts this year that we did. Odell Beckham was my major one of my major busts. Um, and that's because of his character. I think he's going to blow up when things go bad. I think uh, Baker Mayfield's going to blow up. He's going to he's going to go to he's going to go downhill when things go bad. Like you said, Miles Garrett did last year. No reason to think he's not going to blow up again this year. I mean, this is just a team of low character guys, and when things start to go downhill, it's going to be a snowball effect, and they're going to they're going to go downhill as a team. Um, the Bengals, I think there's a team on the up, uprise, man. Um, I, I like Joe Burrow. I think he's going to come in and play well. He may not come in and be Tom Brady or anything right off the bat, but this is a guy that has potential to be an elite quarterback, franchise quarterback in the NFL. Obviously, he was the number one pick. Obviously, he put up insane numbers last year at LSU. Um, this guy has everything you could ask for out of a quarterback for the most part. And um, and you look at the talent surrounding him. He's got Joe Mixon. If, if I told you, just in general, not even talking about teams, I said you could have Joe Mixon as your running back, and then at receiver you could have A.J. Green, John Ross, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd as your top four receivers. I mean, any quarterback would salivate over that. And um, that's what that's what Joe Burrow's coming into. Team might this team might not be the greatest team of all time. They could use some help on the offensive line. The defense is going to be bottom half of the league for sure. But they're on the upswing. They're not going to be. They're not going to make the pro the playoffs this year. But they're going to be tough. And I can see them stealing some games. I I, I think that game against the Eagles is going to be a tough one. Um, the Steelers. This whole their whole season is predicated upon Ben Roethlisberger. We saw what happened last year when he went down. We we had to watch uh, your boy Bucky Hodges and all these other bums playing quarterback, and it cost them the playoffs. They got a top notch defense. They got some. They got players on offense, a good offensive line, a good coaching staff. I mean, they got everything else, but it's 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 all going to come down to Roethlisberger. And then finally, your boys, the Ravens. Like you said, this team was one of the teams to beat. It was basically the Ravens and the Chiefs. Everybody else was behind them. It wasn't even close. And then they totally blew it in the playoffs. That's two years in a row now. Lamar Jackson's made the playoffs and lost 0-2, like you said. Um, He's going to have to prove himself to be a guy that can actually win in the playoffs. He obviously can put up huge numbers, but that, that's not enough. Regular season numbers isn't enough to, to make you a great quarterback. You know, He's either going to become a great quarterback 
or he's going to become the latest and greatest version of Randall Cunningham, Michael Vick type, where he, he's going to put up these crazy rushing numbers, you know, all kinds of stuff, make highlight plays, and, and then fail in the playoffs every time he makes it. So we'll see how that turns out, but the Ravens are the team to beat in this division. Yeah, like I said, you're absolutely right about, about you know, uh, Lamar Jackson. He is an incredible, incredible athlete, incredible talent. You know, he obviously had the best rushing year for a quarterback ever. I already called him already the best rushing quarterback in the history of this league. <laughs> There's no, I, he can, he's unbelievable. But the postseason matters. That's where the legends are made. You can have a great regular season, and that still will give you accolades, but you want to be where Tom Brady is and John Elway and guys who have gotten it done when it matters the most. And that's something that he has not yet done yet. Like I said, we talk about Joe Flacco here. Yeah, Joe Flacco is kind of an average quarterback, whatever, but he won in the postseason. (laughs) He won. He got to the Super Bowl. He won the Super Bowl. And he won on the road more than than he did at home. Lamar Jackson's got two home games. Two home games. And he's lost both of them as favorites. It's unacceptable. And to me, they're going to be once again in the mix to to win it all. And like I said, they're going to win this division most likely. It's going to be a little difficult. I mean, Pittsburgh's going to be tougher with Roethlisberger. You know, don't... I mean, Cleveland... Yeah, Cleveland is what it is, but like I said, Baltimore's going to have it a little tougher to win this division, but I do think that they will get back to the postseason, and then all all bets are off of what they'll if they'll do anything or not. We'll see. Like I said, Pittsburgh is back with Ben Roethlisberger. You know, uh, James Conner and Juju Smith-Suster was also out with injuries for most of last season. They're yeah. back healthy, so we'll see what they're capable of doing. Hopefully, uh, um you know they can get back to the postseason. I mean, there there are expectations. They always are because in Pittsburgh they're always a contender. So like I said, we'll see what happens there. Like I said, Cleveland. Like I said, I know you're you're down on them, and you should be, and most people are. It's not like it was a year ago where the hype was was real. But remember, they have a new head coach this year. He's a much better coach than what they had. But he's once again a rookie head coach. He's never been a head coach at the at the at the NFL level. So, I mean, he's been a coach in the at the pro level, but not a head coach. But we'll see what he can do. And I think that to me, Baker Mayfield, this is a critical year. In my, uh, you have him as a bust. I have him as a potential guy. That remember, in his rookie year, he did throw twenty-seven touchdown passes, more than Peyton Manning, more than Russell Wilson. So. He's capable of, of getting the ball out there. And like I said, Odell Beckham, I'm not the biggest fan of. Obviously, he is a great, he's a great talent, but he's a, a, as, as much trouble as he is talent. And, you know, Javaris Landry is a, is a great receiver, but he needs to keep him in check. And if he can't keep him in check, the chemistry is not going to be there and the results are not going to be there. And the Browns are going to be capable typical Browns losing record and more and more finger pointing and excuses so we'll see what happens there and Cincinnati you know Joe Burrow like I said he's an he's a rookie quarterback he he's everything that this you know you want in a quarterback size arm strength everything and this season should be interesting he has like you said, a great offense, but there's some guys there that you, you, you ranked high. I mean, you were high on John Ross a few years ago. He's been a disappointment. <laughs> I mean, Joe Mixon's a decent back. I mean, he's he's a guy that can get you a thousand easily, but he's not a he's not a you know, he's a move the chains kind of back, but he's not a dynamic back yet. I still think he needs a little bit of work, but he could have a breakout year this year. We'll see what happens. And Tyler Boyd is a is a tight end who I know very well. He cost the Ravens a postseason a couple years ago with a fourth down touchdown in the final game of the year. So I know who he is, but he's not been a consistent tight end either. Like I said, the O-line has not been very well. 
The defense has never been very good at all, and that's something that this team has to work on in the I hope they worked on the offseason to take that next step. I mean, like I said, Cincinnati's not going to be a team going anywhere, but they're not going to be a team that's going to be at the at the bottom of the league either. So we'll see what happens with the Bengals. All right. Last division, the NFC the AFC West. Super Bowl champs, Kansas City Chiefs. Congratulations. Andy Reid, finally. You're a Super Bowl champ. Patrick Mahomes is now a half billion dollars richer. He's the first half billion dollar, half of a billion dollar athlete. And like I said, the sky's the limit. He might be the best quarterback in this league he is. And like I said, Travis Kelsey got paid. He's a great tight end. Like I said, running back's going to be a question mark. Can they run the ball consistently? Because their offense is not a complete offense unless they have the running, running game there. And defensively, they're, they're where they need to be, but they're not the best defense in football. But this is a well-coached team. They've always been in the Reed era. We'll see if they can repeat. For Denver... Denver finished strong last year. They have a quarterback. I was questionable about Drew Locke, but he came into his own last year. At the end of the season, he proved he proved that John Elway is smart enough to know quarterbacks. That was his problem after Peyton Manning left, struggling the you know with the Paxton Lynches and the Brock Osweilers and those guys couldn't do shit with them. But obviously, Drew Locke he won three of his last four games. Denver is is a has the defense. They have the, the they have offensive weapons, and they're primed to potentially make a potential wild card run this year. And then there's more expectations. If you think the Browns have expectations, what about the Las Vegas Raiders? <laughs> yes, Las Vegas now has a pro football team, but here's the problem: John Gruden is still the head coach, and he's been overrated. He's always been overrated, and like I said, we'll see what happens at the quarterback position. You think they could do what Tennessee did last year? They have Marcus Mariota there. Derek Carr is still the starter. He's still there. Obviously, they still have expectations. They did draft Henry Ruggs. He was the number one receiver taken in this draft, so we'll see what they're capable of defense. Josh Jacobs is a is is a a lot of people think he's going to be an elite back in this league within due time, so we'll see what happens with the with the Adis. and then the Chargers, another project team. You know they got Tyrod Taylor starting at quarterback, but he's just a stopgap. They're going to go to Justin Herbert within the first four or five weeks, and what is he capable of doing? You know he's been quiet. I don't know much. But here's an offense that's pretty decent, a defense that's kind of that's kind of criminally underrated. But the problem is they now have a new stadium sharing with the Rams. They don't want to share it with the Rams. They don't. They, they're like the Jets to the Giants. But like I said, they believe they have expectations. I watched Hard Knocks. It's interesting, but I haven't seen them practice yet, so I don't know what I'm expecting from them. So go ahead. Yeah, so um, start with the easy one. The Chiefs, they're the team to beat. Obviously, they're the Super Bowl champions. They got the Super Bowl MVP. They got a guy that was league MVP two years ago. Puts up huge numbers. Has the best. He has the best supporting cast in the NFL. His name is Patrick Mahomes. Um, their defense is at best average. It's more so below average in terms of talent. But last year, you know, it's one of these things. It's weird. I don't know. About, I don't know what's up with Spagnolo, man. I mean, he's regular season. He's a poor defensive coordinator, as far as I'm concerned. But somehow, as the seat, as you get closer to the playoffs, his defenses tend to step it up, and they they did it again last year. Um, so we'll see. But then this is the thing. You mentioned. Do you think there's gonna, you know, the NFC West? There might be three teams. That make the playoffs. I think there is. There's definitely going to be a division where three teams make the playoffs. I'm projecting it to be the AFC West. Believe it or not, um, for me, 
the Broncos are a team that's going to make a major run this year. Um, Drew Locke, the last five weeks of last year, was he was pretty much phenomenal for a rookie quarterback. And then you look at what they've added to this team. They've added uh, Melvin Ingram. They've added um, um, Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler. On top of that, they had already Cortland Sutton, who had a, who broke out big time once Locke came in. And Noah Fant at tight end is a guy, like I said before, most tight ends, they, they don't do much their rookie year. Year two, year three is when the tight ends really start to break out. And Noah Fant is a guy that was on my list for breakout players this year, and I think he's going to have a huge year. Um, their defense isn't bad. I think this team's going to make a run at the playoffs. And then you look at the last two. Um, like I said, one of these two I think is going to make the playoffs. Who? It kind of depends. Um, we're looking at the Raiders and the Chargers. Um, start with the Chargers. We did our defensive rankings the other last week. Chargers were top five for me defensively. This defense is going to be really, really good. Um, they got players on offense. Their big question mark is at quarterback. Tyrod Taylor is a guy who, let's just say he's not a good NFL starting quarterback. Okay, He's a, he's a placeholder. If they can get through the first four to six weeks of the year with him, um, Justin Herbert is a first-round pick, just like Drew Locke was last year. Maybe he can come in and do a Drew Locke impression and really take that team to the next level in the second half of the year, and they make a run at the playoffs at that seven seed. But I think the Raiders are going to make the playoffs this year, man. Um, I know you're not a big Rudin fan. I do like Rudin. Um, and like I said before, I think Mariota is going to do his um, Ryan Tannehill impression this year. He's not going to start the year as the quarterback. But we already know that Gruden doesn't isn't a big fan of Derek Carr. And we know, based upon comments that he's made, he is a big fan of Marcus Mariota. On top of that, this team does have a lot of talent on their off, on the offensive side of the ball. They got Darren Waller, they got Josh Jacobs, they drafted Henry Ruggs, um, Tyrell Williams is a guy that's injured. He's going to try to play through that injury. We'll see how that turns out. But don't sleep on um, um, Brian Edwards out of uh, South Carolina as well. Dude's been making some noise in camp as too. So um, they do have some some talent. It's not an elite talent by any stretch of the means, but they do have some players, and they've done what they can to help improve an awful defense. I think they're going to actually make a run at the playoffs, and I think, uh, like I said, Mariota is one of my breakout players this year. Yeah, like I said, I mean, I'll be quick here. Like I said, the West, the AFC West is another intriguing division like the NFC West. They could have combined of the eight teams, six or seven, that could be playing come January. And... When you look at the Chiefs, they are the Super Bowl champs. I've already mentioned a lot of the things. Patrick Mahomes is a is a half a billion dollars richer, and he is the best quarterback in football. He's proven that the last two years, and he's going to be tough again this year, bearing injury. I think that you know this this division still goes through Kansas City, and you know it's going to be tougher. The games are going to be tougher this year, but still. You have to find a way to beat the Chiefs, and Kansas City is still that team until they somebody knocks them off. For the Broncos, they obviously got better. No, like I said, you talk about Noah Fan. I think he's a he's a tight end that you know could be in the top five by next year at this time. But obviously, Drew Locke is the quarterback that I wasn't a big fan of coming out, but he's proven to be a, the right one for John Elway and. I think that, you know, the Broncos on both sides of the ball, they're going to be tough to deal with. I think they're going to have a, a hell of a year, and they could very well win nine games and be in the postseason, like you said. And like I said, they could be that sleeper team. Like I said, there's a lot of sleeper teams, and the Broncos have the talent to be there. So we'll see what happens with them. Like I said, I'm not the biggest fan of, of John Gruden. You're absolutely right. He's overrated. But the Raiders do have a good roster. And last year they did have a team that was on the verge of playing in January. But they kind of beat themselves. 
and you're concerned about their quarterback position, thinking that Mariota will take over for Derek Carr, but this is still Derek Carr's team until further notice. He, he was only a couple years ago removed from a potential MVP kind of season before he got hurt, and it hurt the Raiders' playoff chances in 2016. But obviously, he is a veteran now. He's entering his seventh season. He's been, he's, he's been hit or miss, obviously, since the injury. But like I said, he's got a lot of talent around him. He's got elite back, potential elite back. He's got receivers. You know, Henry Ruggs was the best back. It was the best receiver, or at least he was the number one receiver in this draft. Like I said, all, all expectations are they should make it. It's going to be up to John Gruden not beating himself. If he doesn't, if he doesn't get out coach or 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 bring or brings his, you know, Johnny Boy offense, then obviously the Raiders will be playing later than Week 16. <laughs> and Chargers, like I said, like I said, they're a team that's kind of been transitioned. No more Philip Rivers, so they have a quarterback situation where Tyrod Taylor is a guy that's going to start. But he's obviously not going to be the quarterback come October fifteenth by by the middle of by week six, and then it depends on a lot of other things. How good is their offense, and how and will this defense carry them? And do the fans even care? But then again, in a year in a year where we're not going to see where several teams are not going to have fans at their games, you know the Chargers doesn't have have probably the weakest fan base over the last since they left San Diego and. Now they they're sharing a stadium with the with the Rams and it's going to be more Rams than 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 uh than Chargers and they obviously they're going to play it safe for the for their for their for their situation but at this point they hope to be a team that maybe they're a year or two from being potentially a playoff team again we'll see but it's kind of a rebuild right now and maybe seven eight wins. If they get to seven, eight wins, that's a that's a win for them, in their opinion. So, yeah. So basically, that's all we have. We already did the NFC. This is our AFC preview. We enjoyed doing this live. The next episode will be on Sunday. We will do a preview of awards. Who's going to be the MVP? Who's going to be the coach of the year? Offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year. It's coming on Sunday. So, like I said, stay tuned for that. We'll be back in our, I'll be back at home and he'll be back in Florida. Back to the regular. I hope you all enjoyed this this episode, these two episodes. We had to split. I mean, it's like a two-hour episode in, in, in two because it's a lot to, <laughs> lot to get to. But we'll get back to our regular hour deal on Sunday. That's all I have. Y'all have a good one, folks. Yep, that's it.